It's taking a piss, not the SATs. This is episode 36 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague. And I'm Jess Geyer. Alex, what did we watch today? Grown-ups, because this is a movie for adults. It, it is in a lot of ways, but I could also see kids really enjoying this movie despite some of the adult elements in it. Yeah, it's a, a specifically like a, here's a m- movie where different parts the family would like it. Yeah. Which which leads to some bad parts, but there's also people falling down, so that's <laughs> always funny. Yeah, actually, I think the slapstick was pretty on point in this one. Mm-hmm. Well, we are watching every single Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movie every day in a row. Um, this is 36 out of 60. Alex... Why? What are we counting up to or down to? Well, by looking at everything Adam Sandler has created, except for his children, we're going to decide whether or not children hate him, or if he hates children. That's only kind of, that's just more thematic to what's going on. Really, we're just wondering, (laughs) based on his overall work, does Adam Sandler deserve all the hate? Yeah, looking at... Just like the cultural impact, the artistic merit of these movies. Yeah, everybody has an opinion on Adam Sandler. And it's every every conversation I have, Alex, if mm-hmm. I bring up Adam Sandler. Well, the, the thing, too, for me is there are points people make where they say this movie is bad and I would agree with them. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's a movie I haven't... Like, people keep saying Jack and Jill is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I remember turning it off. That movie did suck. Now, I actually have some opinions already on that based on what we've seen. <laughs> but going back, I fucking hate the movie Little Nicky now. But as a child, when it came out, I was, you know, like 11, 12, I thought that movie was hilarious. See, I don't hate that movie. I, I don't like it as much as I thought I had liked it, but I don't hate it. It didn't make me hate it. Yeah, well, for you, a good example is you liked Master of Disguise as a child, um, and you hate it now. Yeah, I want to express that I loved Master of Disguise as a child. I probably would have counted it as one of my favorite movies. Just wild. but The hurt. The hurt that I feel. The thing is, there's a lot to be said about... You're supposed to like, like whatever movie came out when you're 12 is probably your favorite Adam Sandler movie. I actually, now that I think about it, we should talk to someone who's like 18. Oh, yeah. See if they are like, well, yeah, I like, what was the 2002 movie? Click? <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, no, <laughs> Click was not 2002. Uh, 2002 would be, well, Master of Disguise, actually. So 10 years after that, 2002. If they liked this movie as a child, per se. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. This movie came out when I was 18, but, you know, for someone who is eight, like, did they think this movie was hilarious? Was it, like, one of their favorites? Maybe. I don't know. And also, comedy more than (laughs) what? I just realized what your math was when you said 2002. They would have been born. That's when people who are 18 were born. Yeah. I I didn't didn't do that good. (laughs) No. But it's fine. But one of the the things I I wanted to get to is when I ask people, like, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? There's very little rhyme or reason to people's favorite and least favorite movies. I've heard this movie, Grown Ups, is just absolute garbage. One of the worst movies ever made. 
which is just, you know, obviously not true. No, it's not. It's not even the worst Adam Sandler movie we've watched this week. Yeah, and it's certainly not terrible. I don't think it's very good. I think Same. it's yeah. I mean, it's better than the animal was. I I found it to be actually funny. Um, I thought you know, it was extremely mild and milk toast when it came to the messaging in it. But overall, whatever it was, whatever. Yeah, it was it was perfectly passable. I enjoyed my time watching it. I found it very endearing. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later with the discussion. I think. But like, I, what I wanted to think about is. Is this movie worse than some, like, random comedies we forgot about? That, like, I- I'm looking right now at some movies that came out in the-, the aughts. Is this movie worse than Without a Paddle? Nah, this movie's better than Without a Paddle. <laughs> the Pacifier? Do you remember The Pacifier? Sorry, I didn't Vin watch Diesel? it, I don't think so. What about Kicking and Screaming, where Will Ferrell was a soccer coach? Do you remember that movie? I, I forgot that that movie existed. No, I don't think I watched it, though. Hot Rod's legitimately hilarious movie. So I'll Hot Rod down. is very good, yes. 2008's Get Smart. Do you remember that? I do. was not good. Yeah. You, Me, and Dupree. That movie sucked. That movie was very bad. Ooh, yes, man. That movie was bad, too. Y- yes. Kangaroo Jack is a classic and always will be. I've, I've never seen it, I'll point out. But it is a classic and it always will be. But like, you know, it, it, it's what what are people comparing it to is my question. What comedies are they par- comparing Adam Sandler to? Is it Kangaroo Jack? I mean, that's probably more a kid's movie. But like Paul Rudd is funnier than these people. And that's about it, right? Yeah, I just I don't. They're holding him to such high standards. You know, they're just holding him to really high standards that he doesn't deserve, I feel like, is what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, instead, 2010 comedy movies. Is that when this movie came out? Yes. Yeah. Let, let's say which one movies are better or worse. Um, Leap Year was worse. I don't even think I you know what that is. Uh, the Spy Next Door, that was worse. Even worse. Though had, yeah. uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Better. Better. Yep. Cop Out, way worse. And I love Kevin Smith, except not for like 10 years. Um, She's Out of My League, starring Jay Burchell. Love Jay Burchell. That movie sucked. The Bounty Hunter was bad. Hot Tub Time Machine, slightly better than this movie. I don't think I, that movie I haven't fit. seen it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what Furry Vengeance is, but it does seem to star Brendan Fra- Fraser. <laughs> The Joneses, starring David Duchovny, worse. Date Shrek Night. Forever After, worse. Actually, very good. Sorry. <laughs> Date Night, starring Steve Carell and Tina Fey, that that's worse. Oh, due Date, very bad. The Switch with uh, Jason Bateman, worse. I d- I think MacGruber is better. I didn't see MacGruber, but I I, <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. I watched. 30 minutes of it and i thought it was like pretty funny but then i didn't watch any more of it which is you know whatever it's on tv uh the killers was worse that's with ashton kutcher get them to the greek i never saw <laughs> i have heard good things about it the a-team was worse night and day was worse despicable me Probably uh worse. is our our country is worse for it because of all the minion the minion stuff yeah uh, dinner for schmucks was worse 
rubber was weird, but I liked it. The other guys was better. I'll give them that. That movie was better. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? Let's let's move on from this listing of movies. <laughs> I'm just saying. How many times in 2010? You- there's so many worse movies to come out than <laughs> Grown Ups, even though Grown Ups is so milk toast. I laughed 43 times. Okay, uh, and I want to guess how much the Rotten Tomatoes people rated it. I'm yes. going to say that Rotten Tomatoes gave it in the 30s because life is unfair and nothing makes sense. And um, I'm going to say audiences, 60. Uh, you're close with the audience. It's 62%. Good, good, good. Critics, 10%. Why? Yeah, What's right? their reasoning? I mean, apparently their reasoning is um, it's worse than the animal, which is not true. Um, it's not true. Let, let me read See, I, I actually think I don't want to to go out and just spread hate about critics. But the reason they're critics is because they have no real life friends. That's just true. Um, I will back that up with science at any point where I ask any film critic to show me one of their friends and I'll deny they exist. Um, OK, <laughs> but here's a, a few. If root canal surgery feels too childish a torment, may we direct your attention to this ghastly celebrity roast in the guise of a boisterous family comedy. Oh, that that motherfucker has my name. Calls himself Zan. What a piece of shit. <laughs> it's like being sat on by all your least favorite school bullies. Granted, Sandler's script has one or two laughs, but it's mostly excruciating and lacks the self-mockery of, say, a Judd Apatow movie. So, the last one said, it's just a roast against other celebrities and this one said they don't mock themselves at all how about this one i have to admit it was better than expected rats it ruined my pretty long streak of hating all adam sandler movies oh so that was fresh yeah they they actively are saying that they they were excited to continue hating more movies but yeah like the the thing yes they hate comedy movies critics hate comedy movies but, like, come on. Like the big chill with farting grandmothers. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand. You, you guys, if you're listening to this, you have to go look at some of these reviews. Okay, watch the movie and then read the reviews and tell me if it's fair. And then go find your 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 least favorite, like, stupid... Or actually find a... Find a comedy that you think is on par, even if you hated this movie. Find a comedy that you think is on par and look at the reviews for that. And I guarantee you this one will be um, rated more harshly. Yeah, without a okay. Um, um, I also I want to point out that this person, uh, the shameless sentiment, a cute little girl wants to use the car GPS to locate heaven. So they've missed the point of uh, the children in this movie. Yeah. And Sandler's ego tripping. He's married to Salma Hayek, and he's a sure shot on the basketball court. Interferes with the laughs. Like, there's so many things that are accurate. Like that you're cherry picking out of a movie to make it a bad thing that like Salma Hayek is in this movie. Make it a bad thing that he was good at basketball in the movie, and make it a bad thing that there's just like a child who doesn't understand death. But let me say, this is a three star Sandler movie. It stars Adam Sandler and Friends. It was written by Adam Sandler and it was produced by Happy Madison and it made a fucking shit ton of money. Um, This is the first of the very much like this is my friends and me making a movie in a nice space movies. 
Which is ironic because when they filmed this, it was shitty weather the entire time. They had to CGI sunshine in. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let movie magic get in the way of people's you know theories of why Adam Sandler's bad. I will point out though, this yeah. this movie made two hundred seventy million dollars. It's deserved for how much shit they had to put up with. I'm just gonna say that much. Um, yes, they have way too much money. Adam Sandler bought everybody a Maserati after this, but. Uh, Listen, only Adam Sandler is allowed to be a billionaire. That's my final say on all billionaires. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to recap the plot. <laughs> and and then I will not like him when he's a billionaire. I mean, he's probably pretty close, to be honest. But um, well, Let's see. And then I'll hate him. I'll give him his last dollar to become a billionaire, and then I will strike him down. Okay. He's estimated to be worth a a quote whopping 420 million dollars he wrote that himself he said he's worth 420 that's a joke he made himself (laughs) all right uh, let's recap the movie because i actually want to talk about this one i do too Uh, a group of five boys wins a champion basketball uh game even though the other team disputes the final shot they toast with their coach on a lake house uh, who tells them not to die with any regrets Fast forward, and most of the men have families and careers. So there's Lenny, which is played by Adam Sandler. Uh, Lenny is a Hollywood agent and and is extremely rich. I'm gonna, He's married uh, to. I'm gonna request. Let's just call him by the actors' names because that's really what they are. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna do that for the rest of it. I just want to explain who they are. Okay. Um. Yeah, I can even just say their names right now. There's um, Adam Sandler is married to Salma Hayek, who is a fashion designer in this one, and he has two spoiled kids. There is Kevin James. He lives a more modest, middle-class life. Uh, And he has, I think just, no, he has a daughter and a son. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Chris Rock, who's a stay-at-home dad. He lives with his two kids and uh, his wife's mom. Uh, His wife is Maya Rudolph. Uh, there's Higgy, who's played by David Spade. Uh, sorry, so I should have just called him David Spade. Because it's literally his character, too. And he has no wife or kids. He kind of lives at home, uh, just like in a kind of bachelor pad style. Uh, and then there's Rob, who's actually played by Rob. Rob Schneider, <laughs> who is a new age dude. He has an older wife. Who is actually, I want to point out, the director's ex-wife. Yes. Who was, uh, she was 11 years older than him. Yes. It's funny. They all go to their coach's funeral because their coach has died. And Adam Sandler has rented out the same lake house that they were at uh, for their basketball team uh, for the 4th of July weekend. But he can only stay one day because Salma Hayek has a fashion show in Milan to go to. And he's mostly frustrated during this trip because his kids don't act like kids. Uh, The whole weekend seems to be about him and the rest of the guys returning to their childhood and just kind of relaxing and, and goofing around. Most of this movie is just like little hijinks that they're doing. Uh, the first night, the men who they beat in basketball all that time ago challenge them to a rematch, but Adam Sandler says no to that. Uh, and uh, during that little dinner thing, Salma Hayek uh, eventually concedes to staying another night because she feels publicly shamed for having to leave sooner. Uh, even though she didn't really actually get called out. Mm-hmm. And then when she realizes that it, the time that they're spending at the lake house is doing good for her kids, like they're learning how to be young again, and she realizes how out of touch she's been, she cancels her trip to Milan. And that day they go to have fun at a water park where uh, the 
the character is called Bailey. I don't remember who plays him. Uh, Bailey's played by Colin Quinn. Okay. Uh, he challenges them to a basketball rematch again at this point, and Steve Buscemi uh, crashes into a building at, on a zipline and uh, ends up in a full body cast later. Uh, there ends up being a scuffle at the lake house when Rob thinks that David Spade has slept with one of his adult daughters because he has two hot daughters and one that looks like him. Uh, poor girl is the brunt of a lot of jokes. Yeah, uh, she has the exact haircut I have right now. Oh, well, <laughs> hers is longer, though. She nice has the Joe dirt mullet. going on. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock says he's not happy with the amount of time that his wife works and he's treated like crap. And Selma Hayek has found out that Adam Sandler canceled their flight well before they even got to the cabin. But they all make up in that same scene. There's not really any big consequences for it. It's just like a, hey, we've learned something at this lake house thing. And at the 4th of July celebration, they finally concede to having the basketball game, which they had actually been planning on all along since their wives were sewing uniforms. The old guys get tired. Uh, and Kevin James and the other, the, the fat guy on the other team, they fake injuries so they don't have to keep running. So Bailey and Adam Sandler, uh, Colin Quinn and Adam Sandler bring in their sons to do a two on two. And Adam Sandler purposely misses the last shot because he realizes that winning is better for the other guys. Uh, and they watch fireworks that day and David Spade almost kills people with an arrow. The end. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very basic movie it was you know i want to have my kids learn how to be kids and not be like stuck up about things and i want to reunite some with my old friends mm -hmm. that that's the whole plot um the rest is whatever you don't you don't really and need I to think, know it. i think that's a really common sentiment for guys adam sandler's age like mm. let's let's all go hang out and and do the same things that we did when we were boys and and have fun and and get our kids to act the same way that we did i mean the the movie really does mostly revolve around the sons and the fathers the daughters don't really come into play a lot in the movie which i find unfortunate but again the movie's cast did center around the guys mm -hmm. they they gave them like they they had small scenes where they tried to do it, but it was very obvious that like um, Adam Sandler doesn't know what girls would do at a cabin. Like, yeah, like that's I, I think that's mostly where it comes from. Um, obviously, they could have just asked a woman, but, <laughs> you know, hey. And also, Adam Sandler is definitely the main character in this one. Hmm. His family, he does have a daughter and she does get some scenes, you know, that she's kind of the star of like when Salma Hayek accidentally lets slip that she's the tooth fairy. I thought that that scene was very charming. Mm -hmm. um, and the wives do, they get a scene uh, where they're allowed to be just as kind of gross as the guys are. Yeah. I actually, I thought that scene was funny. So there, there is a scene where all the men are staring at a young woman well, I guess Rob Schneider's daughter in the movie. Um, I, I want to emphasize that she is an adult daughter, yes. but it's still really skeevy. Yeah. Yeah. And then later at the water park, all of the women are staring at a ripped young man. He's you know, probably in his 20s, but they, they just mirror that scene, which I liked because it kind of showed that it's, you know, 
it is obviously that men are more, you know, male gazy and like creepy towards younger women. Um, and mm-hmm. they make a point of that in the movie. But mm-hmm. since it's a comedy movie, let let the very funny woman they had on cast please do something was basically the thing. Yeah, I they I feel like they did underuse them a lot. But again, when I looked up the trivia, this the movie's original cut was over three hours long. They mm-hmm. probably had some more stuff in there. Also, you know? Maya Rudolph was actually pregnant during the movie, so yeah, <laughs> like I was like, man, they kind of underused her a little. And I like saw she was pregnant. I'm like, oh, maybe like <laughs> maybe they gave her a break more often because of that. Um. I want to emphasize again, the weather was so bad there that they had to set up outdoor heaters uh, so they could warm themselves up between takes. Yeah, so you're not going to have Maya Rudolph, you know, hanging out in shorts and like a t-shirt outside right. for those scenes. Um, right. For sure. And and the movie, it was about the guys. There's nothing yeah. inherently wrong with that. The the movie passes the Bechdel test, to be honest. Uh, so that's a step up from a lot of movies in general. And they're they don't they don't do that thing where only the guys are part of the slapstick. And this one, the women are also part of the slapstick. Like Maya Rudolph gets squirted with breast milk, and that's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. They're uh, the grandma falls fir- face first into a pie, and she farts a lot. And you know that's slapstick. That's gross out humor. That, and that she blames you know, it on the dog, which is funny. Yeah, there, there's so they and get their funny moments too. They don't, they don't treat the women with kids' gloves. They also fun. let the the woman in the movie make jokes at other people's expense and each other's expense. Yes, because that's what the men do through the entire movie. But by uh, there's too many movies where every man's making a joke and the wives are like sitting there making sure that you know they're not making jokes, which is just always annoying to me in a movie. Yeah, the women aren't complete and total sticks in the mud in this one. They 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 tend to fall into some cliches sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's not, in my opinion, it's not too bad. Like Maya Rudolph, she plays like the career trajectory mom where uh, Chris Rock is the stay-at-home dad, and they really do treat him very badly in a misogynistic way. Like the jokes that they make toward him are misogynistic. Yeah, I I actually think, though, that because of what they're trying to talk about a little bit in this film, that that was done, of course, on purpose. And of course, they picked, I think, Chris Rock as that character because he's like very few people are going to actually try to make fun of Chris Rock in that way. He's definitely the most outspoken guy in that group, I think. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it. I'm just thinking of his comedy specials. That's how I'm going. But I've seen all these guys except Rob Schneider's because I don't think he's funny's uh, stand up. <laughs> and no, I'm I'm yeah. also glad though because at the end it's not like he's like, oh, I'm not going to be a stay at home dad anymore. I mean, he does help get mm-hmm. Kevin James's business going because at the end, Adam Sandler offers Kevin James some money to start a car dealing business. No, 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 and a car Chris- detailing business. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Car detailing business. Um, and Chris Rock kind of joins in because he knows the Celtics manager or players or whatever because he is the leader of their daughter's Girl Scout Girl Scouts troop. Yeah. Which he doesn't say, I'm not going to be a stay-at-home dad anymore. He doesn't say, I'm not going to take on this role anymore in my household. I'm glad that they didn't do that. They, they actually, I like how they portray the, the stay-at-home dad kind of because while they make fun of him for not being able to cook well, 
because he tries to make a pumpkin risotto in the beginning and while it looks good they all hate it he has like picked up conversational chinese while at home Mm -hmm. and like they show like it's not like he's unable to work it's that this is what's best for their family at the time and that's why he ends up being there and Uh while you know the the inherent humor in it is them switching normal gender roles and then they're making fun of them like it's done in a way where i'm like you know they're kind of making a point about making fun of people for being a stay-at-home mom would be you know really fucking rude and shitty yeah they have a lot of different family dynamics in here too because Mm -hmm. both salma hayek and Adam Sandler work. They both have kind of high-powered jobs. And so on that they point, have a nanny. I want to point out that Selma uh, Hayek's character is the only character who kept her last name. Her name in the movie is Roxanne Chase Fetter mm-hmm. instead of Roxanne Fetter, which is just like a little detail they threw in that shows that she's probably a little more, you know, maybe independent. She's more of like a she's a modern woman, is what you might call that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and she. You know, she makes a lot of the decisions, and I mean, they seem like they kind of split decisions a lot, although, of course, they could work on their communication skills. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that they had that dynamic. They're really rich, and they have a nanny, and that is something that's very shameful to Adam Sandler. Yeah. Which, he's ashamed of his wealth, I guess, and that he's not taking care of his kids. Well, I think that comes from multiple points. He doesn't want to go back... He's fine with having a nanny, although he obviously is uncomfortable with how his kids are acting. But he doesn't want his friends to know that it's a nanny because that's, you know, the thing they make fun of him for is for being controlling and for uh, being rich. And then, you know, him having a nanny, they're just like, oh, yeah, look at you can't handle having kids type stuff. Mm. Then you, of course, you have the stay-at-home dad plus the working mom dynamic but she's also pregnant so she's not like she's not like a cold mom or anything like that mm-hmm. uh, she has two kids that she loves as well um and is you know nice to yeah it, in in like a sitcom type way she's very much uh <laughs> i'm thinking of like in malcolm in the middle she, she takes Hal's role um where yes she comes home with a pizza knowing that the food was gonna be gross that night stuff like that yeah Mm-hmm. There's um, Kevin James's family where he has his two kids. It doesn't say whether or not his wife works, but she's still breastfeeding her four year old. And I like how they they say like, okay, that's that's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but no one is judging the mom for this, and I think that's very good. Like no one. Yeah, they. Well, so it's kind of strange. They obviously every guy, uh, I think every adult in the movie is like that's weird and it's too old and we're uncomfortable with it it is it's but, weird <laughs> but no one yeah it, it is obviously weird i think um but no one goes and no one like, says it yo what's up with that yeah. instead because that family's issue is not telling their children no and kind of you know letting them get away with whatever uh mm-hmm. later on kevin james teaches his son to not <laughs> drink breast milk and to drink normal breast milk so he can be like his father all right. Mm-hmm. Did I say normal breast milk? Normal milk. I think you did. Um, cow cow breast can. milk. Yeah, you know. Every, I hate think I drink milk, but every time I think about drinking milk, it fucking weirds me out. Um okay. and then you have um you have Rob and his wife, um, and they kind of have I don't want to call it like a May December romance, but it's like an October December romance. 
and you know he has daughters from a pre from three previous marriages mm-hmm. and then you have the single guy i like that you have like a, a mix of all these family dynamics i think that's actually pretty pretty cool no one in this in this movie i like that they all rib at each other but no one really says anything to like really criticize how somebody else runs their family yeah Um, there's there's not judgment on how they personally handle their they all have their foibles they all have things that could be criticized but they're all you know they're all loving families which i think is um i like how they portrayed families in it and for for that it does take away some of that misogyny that i did see in the movie like with like looking and staring at the the 20 year old Mm mm-hmm and the the underuse of the daughters it did kind of take away from that showing you know those those more healthy family dynamics mm-hmm. i also think um the one thing they did uh harp on is that david spade's character drank too much they gave him like actual shit for that um which i yes. think is a good healthy thing to do when uh you're in your 40s and your friend's an alcoholic you should probably like be like hey like you're drinking a lot huh like that's not Mm -hmm. good um he doesn't get better or anything he makes a mistake that could hurt people at the end that's played for laughs but you know there's a sequel there's a we don't know what happens maybe he's sober in the sequel who knows also real quick i think we have to talk about it rob schneider wasn't racist in this one i know i was really worried There are some elements that I wish that they had kind of had changed. He's wearing a medicine bag around Mm -hmm. his neck, which is something that really you shouldn't. You really shouldn't do it. But I know that there are pagans out there who do. It's a little appropriative, but whatever. I think, though, the character is someone who uh, I I think they turn them. I'm I'm trying. Have you ever ran into a relationship chameleon? Yes. So th- th- this term that makes sense. is for yes. someone who, when they meet someone, becomes like their partner. Um, I've, I've seen it multiple times. It is um, sometimes funny, sometimes hilariously depressing. Um, but that's – he doesn't believe in this movie, in the, the pulses they're making and the, the new wave ideas he's talking about as it shows when he's actually injured – um, he's doing it because his wife is into it. Yeah. Which is not healthy, but Rob Schneider definitely has the least healthy relationship in this movie. Oh, uh, agreed. Yes. He he certainly has the least healthy relationship. It's implied that he's liked older women ever since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even in the opening scene, he like tries to hit on a an adult woman. Uh, and I think it's implied that he sleeps with her. I. They said he slept with someone's mom and... I thought that was Higgy. No, no, I think that was Rob. I'm not sure though. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. Yes, I I think it was Higgy saying like, "What about this person's mom?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So a uh, a few things I'm interested in talking about. Why? Uh, so Adam Sandler's character um lies about death a lot in this movie to his kids. Yeah. It, is that a thing that he finds truthful in how he raises his kids right now? He's unwilling to like break that uh, illusion for them or is it supposed to show his character's inability to tell them what he like what the world's actually like and how he wants them to act it, it, it it's a little confusing to me i think that 
for for this specific character, we actually get to see Adam Sandler's two kids in this, uh, and they're both very young. They're probably like the oldest is probably at that age that they're starting to learn about death a little bit. But I think for the character, it's what is more true for. It's mm-hmm. that he he's giving them a very sheltered life, and it is stunting them in yes. a in a damaging way. I think mm-hmm. that that's what's going on in that one. Uh, but it also shows too, like when one of them gets upset about the bug zapper. All of the kids are upset that the bug zapper is killing moths, which I thought was was very cute. And of course, yeah. the kids they all want to save the bird that Kevin James almost crushes. And the thing about that I I kind of enjoy in this was that there are kids with issues in this um, movie. Kevin James's daughter doesn't handle being told no well. Um, his youngest son is still breastfeeding at four. Um, Adam Sandler's kids are very stuck up and like, you know, dressing like they're ready to go to a Milan fashion show um, when at the cabin. And they throw fits about their hot chocolate not being Godiva hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think Chris Rock's kids are just fine. Um, right. They're good. <laughs> I, I don't remember any issues yeah. with them. But they never show this as a fault of the child. They show that the parents are like, I don't exactly know why we're not, you know, doing well enough. Or I know the reason and I'm having trouble with it. And I find that to be yeah. actually, like, a healthier way to look at it. It, it. They're not doing the thing. They're like, I don't know why this kid's not into sports. They're doing the, like, I I would really like to find something that I can do with my son. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that, too, the, the movie, I like that it sets up both the reverting to your childhood self and also growing up at the same time. Because for the adults... A lot of it is about, you know, getting to relax and be immature, which is a fun thing that healthy adults do. Uh, but also they mature, too, at the same time, vis-a-vis their children, who are, like, all of them have a little bit of growing up that they do at the lake house. Like, the little boy uh, starts drinking cow milk instead of breast milk. Um, the um, One of Adam Sandler's sons and one of Chris Rock's sons, they look at a woman for the first time like they're, yeah. they're like really obsessed with a 20 year old which is a normal kid thing they don't do anything like super weird they do look at her through a window i guess once but they don't show that in film um, they, mostly, they say it happened yeah i mostly think that that's pretty normal kid stuff yeah it, it mostly shows them like in it mostly shows them like sitting in a car looking out the car talking to each other while like yeah. the girls you know doing something yeah uh kevin james's daughter and adam sandler's other son are holding hands at the end uh i i just think that it's really it's really cute to see like the kids kind of doing the oh we're we're so grown up we stayed at this lake house like i remember when i was a kid if i got to do things with other kids where we didn't have constant adult supervision it did it made you feel really grown up and um i think i think that they captured that Pretty well. I would have loved to see actually a slightly longer cut of this where we got to see more of the kids stuff. Um, but I understand yeah. like why they I don't did know. I, the movie I think the that's, way that they did it. I, I I just think that's harder to uh to pull off well. I think keeping that out of sight, um, so that it seems like the parents weren't supervising them super hard, which is where they made all their growth. 
is actually like a mm-hmm. pretty good uh story in itself that you know adam sandler at one point is staring at his son pick up a rock and he's hoping he will play with it in some way throw it in the lake throw it at a tree throw it as brother something to show that he's like engaging with the outside and like doing something basically and then mm-hmm. when he's not watching later on his son uh, and all his new friends are playing rock skip whatever it's not a real game it's where you skip rocks and like but they're doing that and it shows you know him watching over every minute of his son's life isn't going to help him grow in the way he wants there are things that they just need to kind of figure out all the growth for the children happens because they're finally talking to each other and like you know having a social social thing go on yeah no i I totally get that yeah Mm. A lot of the movie is just them having fun. But that, like I said, I, I found that endearing in a lot of ways. Plus, I do enjoy slapstick. I like it when, like, I laughed a lot when Steve Buscemi couldn't get his foot out of the zip line and hit the bait house. I thought that was really funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that they achieved what they wanted to achieve with this one um, as well. Yeah. So I want to talk, though, um, Adam Sandler's character in this is seen to be, I don't want to say manipulative, um, but he's maybe controlling, because there's this scene where it turns out he had already canceled the flights to Milan, and he was planning on staying there the whole weekend anyway, and that the plot points that mm-hmm. happened were something he kind of figured would happen, and he was planning on, which isn't a great thing to do. He is obviously not communicating with his wife. And they kind of uh, chide him for constantly being someone who's, you know, working a little behind the scenes to get certain things done. Is is this like a ribbing towards Adam Sandler as a person, do you think? That this is how he it, kind of controls the company? I I think so, actually. Uh, I Because especially at the end where it shows him giving money to Kevin James to go do something on his own. And and specifically saying, like, this is going to make me money, too. Like, I'm not giving you a handout. Yeah. I just want you to be able to, like, be successful. And it's, you know, it's going to pay me back for sure. Whether or yeah. not he's actually, you know, doing charity, I don't think so. I think in this, it shows that Kevin James' character would have been perfectly uh, able to run a business. But it's interesting. I, I yeah, I think that, I th- I think that that was a, on purpose, for sure. I think that his character really, though, is the only one where there is any of that real biographical stuff in there. With the exception of Rob Schneider, apparently he does actually eat really healthy. Yeah, I, I don't... They, I think they're ribbing each other for stuff that's real a lot. Mm-hmm. Because that's the easiest way to you know, make jokes is Rob Schneider eats healthy, we're gonna make fun of his dehydrated bananas all the time. That's, that is mm-hmm. a joke that will strike true. You make fun of Adam Sandler for being Hollywood. That's what they call him in the movie and for controlling stuff too much. Um, Mm -hmm. You you make, you know, they make fun of Kevin James's weight. They do that in a slapstick way. It's, you know, a little fat phobic at times, but I think that's probably something that, you know, I I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's something they don't make fun of Kevin James for in real life. And I don't, when he writes movies, he makes fun of himself more than any other thing in there. You know, it's it's not great, but also it's not, you know, 
untrue. But yeah, I do wish I saw more of the Salma Hayek and Maya Rudolph is the big thing. But yeah, I do want to talk about some trivia about this movie I've seen that yes. really portrays uh, the creation of this movie in a better light, I think. Mm-hmm. There's one thing. Um, Adam Sandler apparently gave everyone personalized water bottles so that they didn't have to create a bunch of trash on a set, which is a minor thing. But, you know, it's at least a little environmentally friendly. So it seems as if um, some studio execs came to Adam Sandler saying that Salma Hayek um, was too much of an ethnic choice and that they were worried about how she would play in the movie, basically. Um, to which Adam Sandler apparently said that if they bring that up again, or like just to not ever bring that up again, Salma Hayek will be in the movie. Um, which is something that's interesting because it shows that he is, you know, very specifically making sure that a coworker who is non-white, you know, isn't being taken advantage of um, or isn't being counted out of a movie due to their race, which, uh, you know, obviously most movie studios are really fucking bad. And it might show a little bit of why Sandler tends to make his own movies as to not handling Mm -hmm. this. Um, But it's just a good example of, you know, Maybe he's a pretty good dude and cares a lot about the people around him. Then that said, like I think it's you know the least someone could do is like don't fucking even start with that shit to me um, to some big wigs at Sony. I want to. I think it was Sony. Let me figure that out so I can shame them publicly. So yeah, somewhere between Columbia Pictures and Sony Pictures, pieces of shit. <laughs> um, and obviously wrong because this movie made a shit ton of money. Um, they're just yeah. you know probably racist i'd be willing to call yeah, it i cannot that. believe that they're like let's let's not have salma hayek in our movie yeah just wild to me you know i think one of the reasons why i enjoyed this movie as much as i did is because we have seen so many of these movies and we like i feel like i know a lot about these people and maybe mm-hmm. that made it a lot more like i don't know sympathetic to me but I also, I, I just think it was a, a decent movie. I didn't feel like I was wasting my time necessarily watching it. I would sit down with a bowl of popcorn and watch this. It's fine. Yeah. I also think, like, obviously they're playing kind of shades of themselves. So if you're yeah. familiar with the actors, it's a lot easier to go in and just watch this movie. But also, mm-hmm. you know, these are four super charismatic guys that can really carry a movie, you know? Yes. If if I didn't like Paul Blart Mall Cop, but my God, if it starred Paul, uh, uh, no, sorry, uh, Kevin James's brother Gary, that movie would have drove me insane because he's just he can't carry a movie. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Kevin James, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, and David Spade all can take a movie as a solo project and do really well with it. And yes, I left Rob Schneider out of it. I think most of his movies are absolutely terrible. But you know. I find it interesting, like, is it just one of these things where if you put these people in a room, they're going to make something funny? Obviously, they filmed, what, three hours of film and had to cut it down. It it was mostly Mm -hmm. probably them just ribbing and doing improv and talking to each other and making fun of each other, Um, which it's not everyone's type of movie, but, like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was nice. It was a nice little family vacation film. Um 
there were some themes that they set up that I don't think that they quite got to, like this idea of like make sure that you live with no regrets at the end. It's not like <sighs> I wonder about that too, because I that's something that uh so the whole thing was leave it all on the court and then play this game like you played or right, play your life like you played this game. Um and I think that's kinda bullshit. Um as are most sports metaphors. Um, cause, cause this movie is about them relaxing for a weekend, not making sure they get a hundred percent out of quote unquote life. It's a lot more, you know, work doesn't always come first was Adam Sandler's thing. You know, family comes first. It's better to help your friends than, you know, keep money in the bank or whatever. Um, there's a lot of these ideas yeah. that are like more wholesome, but you know, when you say something like you got to put it all online every day. It's just nonsense. No, you don't. <laughs> Sometimes you got to hang out and like have a beer with your friends and like chill out. And that's going to do more good for you than putting in an extra day of work, you know, mm-hmm. which I find very true. Um, my personal guide to working is that you got about three or four hours of non-busy work you can ever put into a day. And after that, it's mostly a waste of time. So put in three or four good hours, maybe do your busy work later. That's that's all you need. Don't over don't yeah. strain yourself. Well, is there anything else we need to discuss? Um, no. It takes a village. Hoity toity toity. <laughs> yeah, it's not a super deep movie, but I, I I did have fun. I I'm interested to see what Grid Ups 2 is like. I want to see what kinds of themes they follow up on. Uh I think that this is one of those movies where like seeing a sequel is actually useful. Yeah. Uh, what are we watching? What are we watching tomorrow? Um, we're watching Just Go With It with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. Um, I'm assuming it's a uh, romantic comedy. I've never seen it. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it either. But we'll just go with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can find this podcast at Laugh at Him Pod on Twitter, and you can also find your games at wannabegames.com. Do we have any games that are like this movie? Just chillin'? Um, no. No, we don't. Just 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 play Let's Be Grandma. There's a grandma on this. Play that game. Uh yeah. you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wannabe games, but instead, why don't you donate to the Innocence Project? Did you know that the criminal justice system locks up innocent people? And a lot of that has to do with systemic racism? Support them and make sure that, you know, innocent people can get out of jail. You can find me tweeting about social justice issues at at Joska. Um, You can also check out the game Unfolded, which is where you have to pretend to be a famous person who doesn't remember who they are and you slowly unfold their personality and act like them on a deserted island. Um, And that's the closest to a vacation game we've ever made. And you can follow me at Kitty Crusade. (laughs) And my favorite vacation is the one where you take my wife, please. Oh, that's a terrific ending. 